I'm sure there are other things you'd rather be doing than shopping for insurance, but car and home insurance prices are going up in 2022, and you could be paying more than you need to. And that's where the Zebra comes in. The good news is the Zebra can do the shopping around for you and you can save hundreds doing it. The Zebra compares car and home quotes from every major insurance company side by side, giving you all the facts that you need to make the right decision from a provider that you can trust. Get your free quote today by going to our special URL, thezebra.com slash V-I-A-L-L. That's thezebra.com slash V-I-A-L-L. Article, whoo, boy, they are making great furniture. They have for a while, and they continue to do so with their uh, team of designers focused on beautifully crafted pieces, quality materials, and durable construction. Inspired by a variety of modern design aesthetics like mid-century Scandinavian industrial and bohemian, they have amazing furniture, whether it's for the bedroom, the outdoors, your living room, your dining room, they have it all. And the best part is they're Prices are super reasonable because they cut out that middleman. Article is offering our listeners $50 off your first purchase of $100 or more. Go to article.com slash V-I-A-L-L, and the discount will be automatically applied at checkout. That's article.com slash V-I-A-L-L to get $50 off your first purchase of $100 or more. What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to another exciting episode of the Vile Files Ask Nick edition. I'm your host, Nick, joined by Ellie and Amanda. And boy, are we excited for this episode. Whew. It's like a journey. I feel like we've been producing some really great content this month. Yeah, yeah. I think so. A factory, a podcast factory, and all the elves. What a great time to be like, give us a, like a faster review. <laughs> Why not? We've been working hard. It's like, if we're this thirsty, please yeah. <laughs> quench our thirst. We're not quite as thirsty as the women on the tell-all trying to get on Paradise, but we're thirsty but for we're a five-star. We're up there. We're, we're yeah. up there. We're up there for a five-star review. What's new? What do we got going on? Well, I have a question, which is, at what point do you stop cleaning your room for someone that you're having over in a romantic capacity? I mean, are you talking about like for a hookup? Yeah, hookup are you dating or, or are like you hooking up? Either. Nick Which, has a reverse strategy where he well, would put I, no effort in. If I if I if I am in a hookup situation and I want to maintain this hookup, it's just a hookup. I have deliberately uh, not cleaned up because you're like I'm so irresistible unless I have the flaw of a messy bedroom. No, it has <laughs> nothing to do with like you know what is it being confident and <laughs> you know my uh, sexual prowess or whatever. It's just I'm not trying to. Uh, just in case, I, I, I'm not going out of my way to impress. If it's a little messy, that's fine. You know, like I'm not running away from a potential ick. Okay, I hear that. You know what I'm saying? I would argue, though, because I think it's maybe more intimate to not clean up and to like let people see the way you really exist. Because I think you can tell when someone's room is clearly very made very presentable. And I think it's kind of endearing. When you get to see people's like space as it really is, as people, long as it's not like gross. Yeah, I don't mean like gross. I'm not like you know filth, but like I. It's always <laughs> Nick like, oh, empties his trash on the floor. I meant to clean or whatever, or you know, um, it's just a little messy, but it's like it's like picked up, you know. Uh, but I definitely, for like in the past, when it was like I was, you know, if it was just a hookup, I was never. I'd be like, oh, I should probably pick this up, and I'd be like, you know what, fuck it, I don't care. 
But if it's someone you do want to date, then yes. Then you and then okay. When does it stop? It, it it never just it never stops. You just start getting comfortable. So you think it's like a slow. It's like fade. I think it's like a slow phase of. I think what happens is in your time of hanging out, they kind of pick up on the fact that yeah, if you're like, let's say you're kind of a messy person, and once they're like, yeah, you're like, okay. Yeah, they're I, like, I've seen your car. I know yeah. how you live. <laughs> Yeah, like, you know, if you're not the person who's, like, immaculate all the time, I think it just kind of slowly you get comfortable with being like, yeah, I mean, my mirror isn't always clean. Allie, do you judge, or one, do you clean your room, or two, do you... Do you judge? (laughs) Allie judges. You're a judgmental person. (laughs) I would watch Judge Allie if that were a show (laughs) on daytime television. Uh, Um, Do you judge people for the state of their rooms? Yeah, absolutely. Cars, apartments... I, like, keep a very clean car. I feel like my version of this might be my throw pillows. When do I stop putting the throw pillows on the bed? Because I have, like, seven of them. It's a lot. Do you think it's fair for anyone, guy or girl, who is dating a woman uh, in her early to mid-20s who lives alone, who has seven pillows, to presume at least some level of high maintenance? High maintenance is a loaded word. Again, some level. I didn't. I didn't say like a lot, but just there. I had they're... all of these pillows in college. They moved with me. I well, I I, <laughs> I just have really well, nice I just, bedding. I, I'm just saying. I just don't know if that's like low maintenance. Well, yeah. Like, what do you? I guess I'm. I guess I'm curious Seven, what you mean by high maintenance. Like well, someone who's like very. Six she's a pillow, bitch. <laughs> six pillows you don't use, is by definition of a higher. Ma- I don't mean like higher. It's like yeah, like everything else. We is these days. There's a spectrum of maintenance, you know. <laughs> And I'm not saying this person's a nightmare. It's not, it's not like a red flag. It's not a non-negotiable. And I know it's a pretty common thing. But this person is someone who likes things a certain way. They spend the majority of their life on the floor. And I did not buy them. My mother uh, did. We, I, I now have five but or my, six. But my I, I, bedding we, we, is, we have pillows. My bed when it's made, like a Macy's How's my, store. You guys have seen my bed. Cindy makes. You've seen my bed. Our, our bed. Yeah. You mm-hmm. got some pillows. We have some pillows. Nally decorates. And once in a while, Nally makes. But Cindy usually makes our bed. That doesn't surprise me. Uh, I have started making my bed, and I feel like it's done wonders for morale. Because I think... It's great. But I think it's interesting, because it's like that... There's like the spectrum of like... I feel like there's a very narrow area that I try to exist in which is I, it's like bullshit whenever I realize it I just like do this all the time subconsciously where I'm like okay I don't want to look like a slob like I don't want to look like I'm not put together or anything but then I also don't want to look too intentional because I know that I was like all my shit is from Facebook marketplace I don't want them to think I'm doing my best I want them to like- know that I'm in the middle and not really trying that hard with certain decor elements so you don't have any candles lit lit when they come over or anything like that I feel like that is so, that to me feels like a really sexually aggressive move. No, no, it depends on where the candle is. But like, have you ever gone to a guy's house and you can like tell he's just panically cleaned with like some sort of like. Spray. Myers, you mm-hmm. know, so like you walk into his bathroom and like this smells clean. And chances are that was because it was filthy before. I feel like a lot of this has to do with like growing up we always cleaned everything. Like, even now with, like, our really, really good friends, we will, like, race them home if they want to come over for drinks after we, like, get dinner. And my mom is like, you take the downstairs, I'll take the upstairs. I'm, like, lighting candles, fluffing pillows. Well, when we have company over yeah. now, Nally and I, like, definitely, like, 
pick but up. I've just been trained to like light the candles, have everything picked up, yeah. nothing and out. We light a candle in there, kind of our walkway coming yeah. in. I think all men should definitely like at least check the toilet and clean the toilet. Yeah. Oh, that's mm. a good question. Also, like, what is the wipe the toilet seat down? Make sure there's no dried pee and shit like that. Or dust. Is there? T- <laughs> I've never seen dried pee on a toilet. You haven't looked. <laughs> it's there. <laughs> have you ever lived with a guy? Yeah. Well, and I- you've never noticed like. Oh, like your brother or like a boy? No, like uh, my ex and I like lived together for like months at a time. We like quarantined together for like five months. And you shared the same toilet? We did. There were two bathrooms, but we used them interchangeably. He's also, he was, he's a very neat man. Like I think similar to you, he really doesn't like poop <laughs> or general potty similar, stuff. No, I'm just not like big on the, uh, you, let's talk about poop you jokes. Really, you really don't like poop. I, I just don't. And that's fair. That's fair. Fully respectable. I'm an adult. I recognize that it happens, but I'm not like, let's talk about shit all the time. And I, yeah, when you guys like have I almost your poop lost jokes, my dog. I'm just my like job. not into my it. Dog. My job. <laughs> not into it. Well, you make it sound like we make constant poop jokes. It's not all we talk about. Constant? No. But when you do, I roll my eyes. Yeah. I feel like I, I feel, I really filter myself around bathroom humor around you. That is maybe the one area <laughs> I have actually. And honestly, I, thank you. Yeah. There we go. It's professionalism. Teach their own. Dory Word. Boy, what a great gift for someone you love and care about. I've told you this before. It's a gift I gave to my dad, uh, and he loved it. I always loved growing up hearing all these stories from my uncles and aunts about their childhood and their experience with their parents, my grandparents. And I thought to myself, well, story would be such a great gift because what it does is it allows you to kind of take those stories from the people you love and, and make it into a keepsake that lasts forever. StoryWorth is an online service that helps a loved one share stories through thought-provoking questions about their memories and personal thoughts. Every week, StoryWorth emails a different story prompt questions you've never thought to ask, like what was one of the strangest things that you've ever had happen? StoryWorth is a meaningful way to record your loved one's stories in their own words, and there's no shortage of a surprises. I constantly learn new things about my dad. It was so fun and amazing. After one year, StoryWorth will compile every story, including photos, into a beautiful keepsake book that's shipped for free. You can order multiple copies for your siblings, children, or other relatives. What an amazing gift to give that parent or grandparent or godparent or brother or sister. We have Mother's Day and Father's Mother's Day, Day coming up. Mother's Day coming up. Oof, boy, think of StoryWorth. Get started now. StoryWorth is a meaningful gift you and your family can treasure forever. Get started right away with no shipping required by going to storyworth.com slash V-I-A-L-L. You'll get $10 off your first purchase. That's storyworth.com slash V-I-A-L-L for $10 off. Hard to find those good doctors out there. And once you find them, do you know if they're in your network, out of network? Uh, it's, it's man, like, boy, when you need to see a doctor, it just seems like such an uphill, like, challenge of so many obstacles to get through. But with ZocDoc, they are making that process so much easier. Finding booking a doctor who's right for you doesn't need to be a terrible experience. No one knows what you're looking for in a doctor better than you, and no one's better at giving you the tools to find the perfect doctor better than ZocDoc. The people who created ZocDoc found the major pain points in healthcare, all the things that weren't working, and they said, enough! ZocDoc is a free app that shows you your doctors who are patient-reviewed, take your insurance, and are available when you need to see them. Oh, boy, three things that are just so unnecessarily hard to find. But again, not with ZocDoc. Read up on local doctors, get verified patient reviews, and see their other 
real humans had to say about their visit. Go to ZocDoc.com slash V-I-A-L-L and download the ZocDoc app for free. Then start your search for a top-rated doctor today. Many are available within 24 hours. That's Z-O-C-D-O-C.com slash V-I-A-L-L. ZocDoc.com slash V-I-A-L-L. We have a great uh, week lined up for you. Uh, we will continue our uh, Tuesday Bachelor shows. I don't know who we're going to have tomorrow, but it's going to be someone from Clayton season, and it's going to be a big hitter. I know that much. And we have the wonderful Chris Olson on Wednesday for our Going Deeper episodes to talk about your latest insight in all things pop culture, our wonderful mediation call. Chris is hilarious and funny. And, you know, not too long ago, got out of a relationship himself and was vocal about talking about his heartbreak. And we always love diving into that stuff. So you will not want to miss all that fun stuff. Don't forget to give us five stars. Here are your callers. What's your time with Nick? Let's ask Nick your sexy questions. How's it going? Hey, I'm Sydney. I'm 25. Hi, Sydney. How can I help? Okay, so I have probably the most interesting story you'll ever hear, ever. All right, well, and, we're going to hold you to it. <laughs> okay, so <clears throat> I have two really, really good friends. Um, I'll just call them J and C. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Okay, so um, they're super, super, super special to me. Like, love them so much. Um, they travel for work. Um, so when they're in town, I usually try to get with them, like, as much as I can. Um, so we're at a bar. They, I mean, we're, I wasn't going to get too drunk. I had one beer and my mom is texting me. My mom, um, she likes to party. She's always been like the cool mom. Um, so she's texting me. She's like, what are you guys doing? Um, I tell her we're at JD's. So she comes and just shows up. She doesn't like say she's coming or anything. She's pretty wasted. She's watching football with her friends. How old is your mom? She shows up. She is like 52. Okay. Maybe. Yeah. Um, she walks in, she's wasted. Um, She's like acting super inappropriate, like just in general, just like flirting with my friends, which is kind of out of the ordinary. Like she'll, like she has hung out with my friends before, but she doesn't like hit on them. She's like flirting with them. They're obviously uncomfortable. And it was like making me like really upset, um, especially because I'm sober. Everyone else is drunk. She's wasted, you know? So I kind of was like, okay, you need to stop. Like, like if you're going to be here and do that, you need to go like somewhere else. So she goes and sits on the other side of the bar. My two um, really good friends, they uh, realized I was upset. Um, they also wanted to make like a good impression with my mom. So they go over to her and buy her a shot, which she probably didn't need it. Need it. Um, and I look over and I'm just like furious. I'm just like, this is so like inappropriate. It's embarrassing. Um, so I left and I went home. I had work the next day. So I went home. C is calling me and he's like, what do we do with your mom? And I'm so mad at her that I'm like, she can get an Uber. She can go home. Um, they end up taking her to a strip club with them. Okay. Um, and at this point, it's not just my two friends. It's like a few mutual friends as well. So at a strip club, I had no idea until I checked their locations on the um, Find My Friends app. And I see that they're all there. So I'm like, where's my mom? They're saying that she left, um, but she was still there. They're lying to me. And um, apparently she was like off in the corner with Jay um, doing whatever they were doing. And um, what, is, what is that? Sex, drugs, okay, and rock wait, and roll? I, like, what? Well, I think there was some touching and some um, making out okay. going on. Yeah, I mean, we need specifics um, here. because. Yeah, yeah. So, um, so yeah, that happened. But I didn't know about that. So, so I'm thinking like, okay, they took her to a strip club. That's that's shitty, you know. But she's she went home. She's fine. How old is this um, Jay guy? He is my age. He's 25. 
Okay. 25, yeah. And do you have so, any like history with him other than he's just a pal? Um, he has like expressed that he wants to like date me. So oh. that's kind of like why it was weird. Sure. Uh, but my other friend kind of likes him. Yeah, so like I would never date thing, him. But you know? <laughs> yeah, that's probably not a good way to get someone to date you, right? I'm kidding. Um, but yeah. Yeah. So <laughs> um, yeah. So a week goes by and two of my other friends come over. We're going to go out. And I was pretty pissed at like J and C. Um, didn't know that anything happened at this point. Um, so my other friend, um, we'll call him B. He was like, hey, um, I heard about your mom. So like, this is being talked about with like all of my mutual friends, like everything. I was like, yeah, kind of weird. They went to the strip club together. He was like, wait, like, what do you know? And I was like, oh, I just know that like they took her to the strip club. And he was like, he was like, Sydney, like this is not like what happened. And so this person who number one wasn't even there is telling me what happened. Apparently she was like, like she was making out with Jay and like um, there was like, I don't know how explicit I can be, but there was like some groping going you on. You can be very explicit. Um, yeah. Okay. So like, I'm pretty sure she like gave him a hand job over his pants. So like no TPHJ type moment in a car with all of my guy friends. And I guess she like reached over and was like feeling on C as well. I had no idea about any of this. So this is like being talked about. I pretty much like at this point, I kind of forgave them just thinking that they just went, went to the strip club. I forgave my mom. And then I find that out. And I was like, look, you know, I don't want to beat a dead horse, but like, I know that this happened. And Jay was like, yeah, it did. Like nothing I can do about it at this point. Like, so sorry. And I was like, yeah, okay, whatever. So now Jay's still trying to date me. Like he like asks me all the time, like, why can't we be together? So I guess like my question is like, how would you handle this? If this was, if this was your friend, hooking up with your mom and like yeah we didn't be friends like anymore I, right and okay so like some people say that too and then like like in the back of my head it's like okay there was there are two mutual well i mean like adults. i guess if we're trying to make it as comparable as possible it's more like if a female friend of mine was hooking up with my dad yeah right like so if it was like a woman i was friends with but more like do you but you you have no interest. Do you actually have an interest in these? This per is, is it one or two guys trying to date you? Um. So I've hooked up with C in the past, um, but we're like totally like just friends. Like nothing came from it at all. But Jay, like if my other friend, like my one of my girlfriends, wasn't interested in him, I would probably go for him. But like she's the type that would be like really pissed, even though he like isn't like it's not serious or anything. I feel like she would be like really angry if I did. So, um, yeah, that's another factor, I guess. Well, what yeah. what do you want to do? Well, I just find myself like like I love them. Like they are so special to me. Like I've never had like a friendship with like I do with them, and so that's what, like Who, why who's them so bad? J and C. So these and they're they're both guys. Yeah, they're both guys. Yeah, and you, um, you mean that when you say you've never had a f- friendship like you've had with them? One hundred percent. Like they they and are you talking about just j- like any friend, even the one driving next to you? Well, I mean, like with guys. Okay, like guys. Yeah. But is that what you're, does that matter to you? You know, for mm-hmm. example, uh, when I've been single, right? And there are periods in my times where I was single for a long period of time. And during those periods, I like made some really close women friends. Women mm-hmm. friends that I, you know, there was a level of love, not like romantic love, but like you care about them, right? Um, right, right. And some of those people I'm still friends with. You know, even though I have a girlfriend now, um, mm-hmm. you know, I don't see him as much. But it, you know, it changes your availability. Even though it's completely platonic, completely platonic. There, you know, like mm-hmm. the more energy I have, because I have a, a, a girlfriend, I have a partner, and she is my right. 
very much my main priority. And what I mean by that is like, so now you're single. So it's, it's nice to have these guy friends, but is it a priority for you in general to have close guy friends in your life? You know, it's cause I, the way I look at it, I just want to have like close friends, man, woman, whatever. You know, I just yeah. want to have people that I can trust or go to hang out with, have fun with all, all these things that you want from friends. And right. sometimes friends can come and go, you know, when they like fuck your mom and things like that. Like sometimes they <laughs> cross boundaries. And the good news about like having a handful of friends is, you know, sometimes the people who, friends who cross the line or stop being your friend, you have to set some boundaries. You say no to that friend or maybe at least have to take some, a time out and be like, hey man, I'm... But the way you're describing it is, you're describing it as like, well, because they're men, um, that I'm friends with, they uh, you put them in a different category than other friends that you have, and I'm just curious as to why. Um, I don't think it's like that. I think it's more like I feel I don't know. Like our connection with each other is so different. Like they take care of me so much. Like are they always looking out for me? Except for in that like one moment. And like How old are they? Jay, they're uh, they're 25, 26. Okay. Jay is, he hasn't been like the best friend to me. It's more so like us three together, which is great. Like C is probably like way better, but like in my mutual like friend group, there's no, there's no way I'm not going to be able to see them. So like if I cut them off, they're still going to be around, you know, like they're always going to be there. So don't, so that was like, it doesn't sound like, it doesn't sound, well, I guess the question I have for you and that I think you need to ask yourself is how, how do you, really feel about this because when you told the story you were immediately like well you know I can't do anything about it like we're I don't know like listen is it taboo what you said sure is it weird is it funny can we all crack jokes of course but like I don't know do you give a shit how much does it bother you um that night I went home and like literally cried myself to sleep just at the fact that they went to the strip club that was one thing and then like finding out from someone else that it was more than that that hurt more than like anything like they they swore up and down nothing happened. So they like, lied like, to we you. We don't remember. What? So yeah, they lied yeah. To you. They lied to me. So yeah, it hurt 100%. you. Yeah. And so it did. Yeah, it really it did. So you're you're trying to pretend it doesn't. You know, you're yeah. for whatever reason you're afraid to lose this friendship. These guys, as you described, add a value to your life. They're your friends. Mm-hmm. You, you say they take care of you. You know, and uh, or look out for you. They're, you know, it's nice to have friends that have your back, right? Right. Um, and that is sad when that ends. Big question is, do you need them? I would argue no. It doesn't seem like you do. So do you have to cut them off? No. But you can certainly like distance yourself. And will you? Will that make you sad? Sure. Because like any relationship that ends, there's a mourning period. It's going to be, you know, but like you, they already portrayed this level of trust. You know, I, I think my, my advice is don't pretend you're not mad. Yeah. Feel how you're gonna feel. Yeah. If you if you feel betrayed, allow yourself to feel betrayed. Don't don't protect them. Don't uh, make excuses for them. You know, it's like what's the difference? Like if you were in a romantic relationship and someone cheated on you. Sometimes we like to pretend that we're not mad or you know make excuses because we're afraid of. Well, does that mean I have to break up with them? I think I might have to break up with them. Well, fuck. Right. I didn't want to break up with them, but they cheated on me. Everything was perfect right. before they did this one thing. But that one thing matters. You know, right? And you gotta like, yeah. and and I think the biggest takeaway here is again: Do you have to cut them off? 
I don't know, probably not. Like you don't feel unsafe, you know, like there's not like, but, but what do you, how do you treat them going forward? You know, how much uh, did you trust them with information, private information? How much did you go to them for advice or to rely on? To me, that would change how I approach them in the future. You can still see them, mm-hmm. see them at parties. Hey, what's up, JC, whatever, man. Like, you know, and over time, but like, are they the same, are they the same person for you going forward? Do you count on them right. as much? I wouldn't, you know, they wouldn't be my yeah. ride or dies anymore. Maybe they don't have yeah. my best interest in mind. And the people who don't have my best interest in mind, maybe I shouldn't count on them to take care of me. Right. You're on a road trip with a friend. Like, you're fine. You know what I'm saying? Like, you'll be fine. Yeah. It's not like you're like, when you say take care of, you're implying it's just like you're this 12-year-old on a street. And then if like they leave you, you're not not going to know what to do. Like, you're self-sufficient. You can take care of yourself. Is it nice to have people look out for you? Of course. Mm -hmm. Just like, you know, when you have a boyfriend or a girlfriend and they they break up with you, you know? Having a partner, I, I take care of Natalie. Natalie takes care of me, you know? And if she breaks yeah. up with me tomorrow, there will be things that she, like, gave to me in our relationship I'm going to miss. Take, you right. know, in a way that she, you know, took care of me or my heart or or made me feel okay. And that, that'll be sad. But yeah, I definitely yeah. would not like- compromise your feelings and dismiss your feelings and pretend to be okay with things because, like, it might make the friend group awkward. Yeah. And it's like, we don't like talk about it much anymore, but like there has been times where we're out and like, you know, I get drunk, he gets like, Jay gets drunk and we sit and we go back and forth over it and we still fight over it. So still like, you know, it hasn't been healed completely, but like- What's his argument? He tries to, he tries to um, be the victim. Like, oh, you're never going to let it go. Like, blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, okay, you're not going to do that to me. Like, you're not going to make it seem like you're the one. He's like, oh yeah, I'm just such a shitty person. Like, okay, no, we're not going to do that. And tell him like, well, that's I, not how I, it have two, I have, I have two, two comments to that is, well, the, you're not going to let it go. That is, I wouldn't say a fair uh, response, but I guess mm-hmm. it's somewhat an appropriate response since since you've chosen to try to still be friends with him, you've tried to pretend that right. nothing has changed, but you still right. feel the way you do. And he feels yeah. that energy. So yeah. he feels that judgment. So it's kind of yeah. fair to be like, you're never going to let this go, but we're friends because you haven't let it go. Yeah. Nor should you, but he feels that. The other part yeah. of like, I guess I'm a shitty person. The only correct answer to that is, well, I don't know. Maybe you are. I don't know what you call mm-hmm. people who like get hand jobs from other people's moms that you're a friend, yeah. but like maybe <laughs> shitty people. I don't know. But like you are certainly something, certainly unique. Yeah. It's certainly like you're certainly willing to do things that other friends might not. I don't know. Maybe it's just a bad friend. Maybe you're not yeah. a shitty person, but maybe you're just my bad friend. I don't know. It's certainly something. Yeah. You know? Yeah, for sure. And, and even like when I uh, talk to my mom, like me and my mom haven't been like as close um, as we used to be, we used to be like best friends. And now, like, I just like look at her and I'm like, ew, you know what I mean? Like, it's like. Yeah, that was my other question. Does your ugh. mom have like a history of like, is she a big partier or a drinker? Or, were you shocked by this? Yeah. Or were you just like, oh, well, mom's being mom? She has always been kind of secretive with her like um, romantic relationships, I guess. Like my, this is, this is like the shitty part is that my stepdad passed away not even a year ago. And I think my mom is like kind of grieving in the wrong way. So she's like going out and like drinking, like she has been drinking more than I've ever seen her drink. And it's not like she's like an abusive drunk or like anything like that, but she's like, she does like pretty risky things, AKA like trying to screw over her daughter. Like that, that was surprising to me. Like she's done some shitty things like when she's drinking, but like screwing over her daughter is not something that I would assume she would do. 
but how yeah. how how aware uh was your mom of this friendship dynamic oh she was she was super aware um she knew like they were they like how close yeah. they were like we me and the two guys like we went on a vegas trip together like we we do a lot like i was always with them and so she knew she was just trying to be cool i think and she just wanted i think she's like going through a midlife crisis i mean her. she was being selfish i mean I, on yeah there's a world where i can imagine like 50 year old woman stepdad passes away and like two you know young men in their 20s are like crush on her like living the mm-hmm. dream you know what I'm saying yeah. but like the only problem is like they're her daughter's friends and like to, yeah. to live that dream or that fantasy required her to you know be selfish and go behind your back and betray your trust yeah yeah you know? for sure um, yeah it, it's not so much about the crazy story is it is about the violation of trust you know what I'm saying like yeah. she could have the same thing in a different way that didn't like wouldn't be the juicy story that it is Right. As far as the friends go, with the mom, I mean, it's your mom. I like. I think you just you know tell her how you feel, and hopefully, you know, I don't know. Feel like, hey, do you, have you approached your mom? Like that really hurt me. Yeah, but we didn't talk for like two weeks after it happened. This was a couple months ago, and um, then uh, I ended up like forgiving the guys, and so I texted her and I said, uh, I pretty much said like I'm probably never going to look at any of you the same. Um, but if I forgive one, I feel like it's necessary to forgive all. And so, um, yeah, I don't I was know. It's like, two different relationships. Yeah, I think, like I think you about have, like, with your mom, though, I think you have to, like, like t- back to my other point, like your mom could have violated your trust and have been a selfish person and not done this kind of scandalous thing, right? And make right. no mistake, it is scandalous. And your mom might, especially the sober version of her, might feel a little bit of shame about that. So when you do talk yeah. to your mom and confront your mom, I've had all about this, don't make it about the action. Make it about yeah. like what, like, and what I mean, you know what I'm saying? Like, you don't have to like, who does that? How fucked up is that? I mean, again, it would be normal yeah. for you to say, but your focus is at the end of the day, you violated my trust. You went behind my back. You did something that I assume as a mom, you would know, you wouldn't do to your friend or your daughter, regardless of what it is. Right. I don't care what you did. I don't care about the hand jobs of the strip clubs, you know? Because when you make her feel the shame about the action, it's going to take away from the real problem. And the problem is the violation of trust and going behind your back. I mean, if you want to pile on because you're mad, I mean, go nuts. But um, if you're trying to like resolve something with your mom, I would try to focus on what her actions, made, how, how it made you feel. So right. whether it was, you know, I don't know, it could have been something... In, Completely not romantic. Like, what if she she could like just say she stole money from you or uh, competed with you? Like, you know, went behind your back and and tried to get a job you were trying to get or something. You know, all those things could have been something that's selfish and a violation of trust. Right. You know, it just right. wouldn't be as a, a juicy story. And I think with as far as these guys go, I think you can create space and separation. Stop pretending that things haven't changed because you're just confusing yourself. You know what I'm saying? And then you're confusing yeah. them. You feel yeah. how you feel and you're trying to treat them. You know, truth is, you know how people always say, forgive but not forget. Right. Great, good on you. You've tried to forgive them. You've tried to be the bigger person, mm-hmm. but you haven't processed your emotions regarding the topic. You still have mm-hmm. a feeling about it. You haven't certainly haven't forgotten it, right? So yeah. you can choose to forgive right. someone, but that doesn't mean that you're healed from it. Shit leaves, you know, you can, it can leave scars and you have the right to feel that way. So you can, yeah. it, 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 it's totally reasonable to say, listen, I forgive you guys, 
But like, that doesn't change the fact that this has changed our friendship. And I don't want to keep like pretending it didn't happen. I don't think you're a bad person. I just, I need to like have some space and let them throw whatever, ten, you know, if they want to throw a guilt trip, you know, you're created space. So you don't have to hear it. Yeah, I think um, it's, I think it helps that they travel for work too, because they're gone for like weeks at a time. And so like when I see them, it's only for short periods now. And like when they're gone, we don't talk as much. So I think that that's something that's changed is how often we talk like while they're gone. Um, But like when they're in town, like all of our friends get together and whatever. So I have to see them regardless. But um, I do agree that, you know, it's, it's, I don't think it'll ever be the same, like ever, even if I do like end up getting over it. I don't think it'll be the same because that trust is broken. Yeah. I mean, it's just that back to the original point. Like, do you want these people to be quote unquote, be the ones you count on to take care of you? You know? Yeah. Yeah. That's a good point. I don't, I mean, yeah. Do they really have your best interests in mind? I would argue. No. Well, I used to think so. Um, we, yeah, man, this won't be the last time you think someone has your best interests in mind and find out they don't. And maybe one point they did and things change. I mean, and, it's part of life, yeah. You yeah. Know? yeah, and and like the way that like when I found out everything happened, the way that like they responded to it versus how my mom responded to it. Like my mom was like texting me at like 3 a.m. Like I cannot sleep because I know I hurt you so bad. Like, I, like you know, like she actually seemed like really sorry about it. But they like when I told them, I, I sent them this like long text, like, you know, like telling them like how I was really like blindsided by this and whatever. And I was like, I want to take time from us talking and, Blah, blah, blah. They just like didn't even respond. And then um, a few days goes by and I'm like, are you guys just like going to ignore everything that happened? Um, so it's, it is like very they different. Were, like, they, how were, I they were certainly hoping you would. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I mean, yeah, they're immature, be- selfish guys, you know, and does, are they bad yeah. people? No, they made a huge mistake. Mistakes have consequences. Yeah. And maybe the consequences is, is, is it just affects the friendship. And unfortunately, it's, yeah. you'll have to deal with the consequences of their actions as well. But yeah, you know, I yeah, wouldn't. I think the big thing is it's not fair to yourself to force yourself to like pretend you don't care and involve yourself in an environment that just makes you uncomfortable. Yeah, you know. Let me ask you a question: If uh, if you found out your mom did this with two two of her friends that you had no idea mm-hmm. who they were. You know, like, it wasn't, it wasn't involved in your circle. It was just your mom. She's just like, hey, crazy thing. I got drunk. I went to a strip with this guy's. I was TMI. Sorry, daughter. But, like, I just got, <laughs> like, I was just filling them up. And, like, wow, this shit was wild. Like, what would you yeah. think? What would you think? I, w- I would laugh. I would think that was funny. Okay. So. Like, I w- it the trust thing. Yeah, for sure. Like, I don't care what she does. Her sexual life is like, whatever to me. So but. that might be something to let your mom know because like take mm-hmm. the shame and judgment out of that action away from it. And, and, and so that you can focus on what she actually did to you because she yeah. can almost use that against you as be like, Oh, you're just, you, again, you think I'm a bad person for doing this. Like again, mom, if yeah. it was two strangers, I wouldn't have given a shit like YOLO. Like someday yeah, when I'm yeah. 50 and if I get divorced, I hope, I hope I have a wild like night like like that. It's yeah. that you did it to me, your daughter, and I just want like I want to trust my mom. I want to trust that like you have my back and like you, exactly. you know, these guys, you know, I was like, you know, fr- dear friends with, and like imagine the position that puts me in. Like, just make sure you focus it on that. Um, right, I agree. And then these other guys, like you know, whatever. I I I wouldn't. Yeah. 
there are other guy friends that will I'm sure be your friend and and look out for you and uh I don't I definitely don't think you need them to be good. I agree. I agree with that. All right. All right. All right. Well, have a safe road trip trip. I will. Thanks so much for talking to me. No, my pleasure. Thanks for the story. All right. All yeah. right, take care. Bye-bye. How's it going? Good. How are you? Good. What's your name? Good. My name is Maddie. I'm 26. How can I help, Maddie? Originally, when I wrote in, I had a question about whether or not I should, I guess, reconcile with my boyfriend. A lot has happened. I'm in the military. He was underway for about a month. And in the process of all of that, I found out that he (laughs) potentially was married with four kids. Um, Quite a lot. He found out that your boyfriend was married with four kids. (laughs) Possibly. Potentially married. For sure had the four kids, right? What do you mean by, oh, so Um, he had four kids. Well, the marriage is a big part. How how do you, because he guess he could be divorced with four kids. Right. He could be divorced, right? So I I found it like on uh, social media, like search uh, his number on like Google search or something because I was trying to find out his hometown. And I what found made you want to start you know, snooping in, it in the first place? So when I was emailing him, so he, without getting into too detail, he goes underway without communication. So the email was kind of popping like up deployed? weird. And yeah, he's deployed underway with no communication. Um, so I searched the number just because I don't, I don't know. Something like my gut just told me, I don't know. You should search the number. So I searched the number and that kind of linked to like figuring out everything and obviously a link to like a potential wife. And then I found that he has four kids. Uh, when you say potential wife, like there's like that. a girl on the gram. Like he's. <laughs> no, it wasn't on Instagram. Cause he doesn't do social media, but I found like her social media had like his last name. And I was like, this is weird. And then there was no, like, obviously since we weren't friends, I couldn't see like certain things. So it seems clear that you found a woman who yeah, married or right. not, he seems to be in a very serious relationship where kids are involved. Correct. Gotcha. Okay. So, so what's to consider? All of that happen. Um, I mean, obviously, when you just say it like that, like without any information, I guess it's just hard because. How, okay. Like um, when we were. <laughs> indulge me. How would you say it? Right. Convince me why you think you should take him back. Like I'm just. Because I just like, I look at like what our like relationship, right? Let's just put it quote unquote, like that relationship was like when we were together and all the things that he showed me. Such as. And it was just like, he's like, I've listened to your show for years and years, like talking about like things that are like things you can get in any kind of relationship and things that are just like not easy to find, like making me feel secure and like talking about like our future together and like Mm -hmm. wanting to like do things with me and like being okay with me putting him on a social media. Like there was no like, you know, quote unquote, like red flags, obviously. Well, we know that's not true because, because even though you can't name it, well, no, that's not, no, no, I'm not even before. You know, listen, the the tough part is, it's like, there are liars out there. There are people who are good at lying and they're convincing. And a lot of those people can be very charming and unfortunately know how to, you know, say and do and have all the tools that sound like, people who are genuine. But the point is, right. is that before you found out about the kids and the family, 
even though you can't name it, something told you to snoop around and Google his number. So that right. should be comforting to you because it wasn't out of nowhere. I, and I'm, there, I'm willing to bet that he wasn't like perfect in his delivery for sounding like Prince Charming or whatever it is. Something was off. Right. And your gut picked up on that. And if I bet if, right. if we I, had all day, I bet I could like, I bet I could say like, tell me about all your conversations about like he said, and I bet we could find out what that, what that, what that was that kind of maybe triggered your gut to say, Hey, something, you know, something might be off here. Uh, right. But the good news is, for, I, you know, you, it, it did happen. Well, fast forward. <laughs> so, uh, he came back from deployment and called me immediately on the phone. And I mean, he came clean about everything. Like he's actually separated. He's legally separated. He gave me all of that proof. Like the only reason that he's not fully divorced is because of the underways, which you can't really, you can't really say, Oh, that's not possible that you, you like, you can do this. Like for his specific job, like you really genuinely cannot do the certain paperwork that's required. I'm not excusing his behaviors, but he came clean about everything. He told me, like, he explained, like, why he didn't tell me about his kids right away, everything. And what I was his explanation? Like, <laughs> he felt that, right, so I'm 26, he's 35. He felt he just didn't want to, like, give me all of this information, right, right before deployment, right before he's about to leave because he was worried that he didn't want to lose me, right? We jumped in so fast, like, we weren't expecting to be serious about each other let me ask you you a question I know you can't like give detail but like whatever he does for a living does it require him to be maybe good at lying I mean I feel like any any job in the military requires you to be good at like being able to be like you know sure yeah unfortunately though that can carry into one's personal life right that's tough I mean like something told you something was off you found that thing to be off right then he Quote unquote like, came clean, mm-hmm. but how do you really know? I mean, he, he literally had a whole journal, like, so our whole thing, like before this whole deployment, he's like, I'm going to write you a journal, like about how I like to have like a piece of your heart, all this stuff. Right. And he had the journal. <laughs> like, I like, wasn't even sure that I was going to like, going to even give him a chance because like I said, I've listened to your podcast. I've, I've been through therapy. Like I, I know about boundaries. I know about sure. red flags and all this. And I, there was not a doubt in my mind that I was just going to end this and walk away and cut a clean slate. And then he comes at me with all of this stuff, basically validating how I felt because. Well, wait, wait, hold yes, on, hold on. We're, getting, we're getting ahead of ourselves. So when you say he said, so he gave you a journal about his feelings <laughs> yeah. towards you, which I know. Well, yes, feelings, but it outlined everything like the separation, having four kids, like, why did he have that so readily available? Well, when we talked on the phone, like he obviously knew that I knew about everything because he turned his phone back on, right? Yeah. And saw all the information that like- I, I guess I'm just a little confused. What do you mean about- by he had a journal with like that proved his, I guess, innocence or that he wasn't married, or that he was separated? I have this very convenient like book of evidence- Oh, well, no, no, no. So before he left on deployment, I had given him like a photo album with like whatever reasons, like why, like, you know, I was excited about like our future and yeah, stuff like so that. Yeah, so you gave him like a kind of a gift him. of, or uh, you were trying to communicate. Right. Yeah, okay. Right, and so he was like, I'm going to make you one for my next deployment. So when he comes back, right, yeah. we talk on the phone and I'm like, talk, like, 
trying to listen, like, okay, I'm not going to give him any information to see if he is like actually going to be not a piece of shit and come full clean with everything that I know. And he did. And then he was like, I, I understand if you don't want to talk to me, but like, I have this journal that we talked about and it has everything written in like all the stuff that you know, and all the stuff that maybe seems like this way. And then that, so <laughs> I don't know, like, am I dumb for like, we, like, I don't think you're dumb. Kind of I think you are that. vulnerable, you know, See, and, right. and, and love makes us stupid, but you're not stupid. Right. Listen, it just sounds like a lot of red flags and the, the journal or whatever he gave you to say, oh, I, but I feel the same way about you kind of thing is doesn't really mean anything if he's a liar. I guess where I'm at is like, yes, the, there was lies, right? Lies to, because of the truth that he was withholding, like about his kids and like not wanting to go in depth about yeah. being separated. Within that, like he did talk about like his prior marriage. Like obviously there was that lie of like, oh, we're not finally like divorced finally. But like there was truth within that, I guess. So it's like hard. I don't know. Like You're I know doing a lot lies, of trying to convince yourself of him not being dishonest. And I think right. that's, you know, where the, where the, when our gut kind of says, Hey, you need to look at something. I think that happens when we right. kind of do all these mental gymnastics to try to convince ourselves that people are telling us the truth. I like think every once in a right. while, I think we get paranoid and we get in our head, but like, it shouldn't be hard to believe people, you know? And it right. seems like this guy makes it kind of hard. All while maybe being over pretty convincing. Right. And who knows? I mean, maybe, maybe like, maybe he had a moment of weakness. Maybe he's telling the truth. I don't know. But you know, he hasn't been fully honest with you. You know that, right? So if, right. even if he is, you know, came clean, your problem is going to be is that like, you know, he can lie. You know, he's pretty good at lying. And how are you going to know if you can trust him? It's so early on that like, I just feel like this is going to be something that, you know, you're going to have a hard time trusting this guy. And then also like, even if, even if his job requires like, well, well, you know, his job and like, he doesn't, he can't do this and he can't do that. Well, fine. Not to sound cold, but he has a job that makes being a good partner dif more difficult because his job is, you know, includes secrets and you can only do this and you can't do that. And right. it's like, okay, you know, we all want to be empathetic and understanding and be like, well, you know, it's not their fault and they have, they have other things they have going on. And I want to be understanding of that, but like, that's just a lot you're putting on yourself to deal with early on. Do you feel like it's just not, I mean, I don't know. I feel like it's worth like fighting for, I guess. In my what opinion. are you fighting like, for? Uh, fight, I, I not fighting yeah. for like, not, I don't, I don't mean like worth fighting for, but just like, it's like worth trying to like work through like this, like in actually being together fully. Like, I, like that's where I'm at. And that's where he's at. Obviously. I mean, he's at, he's at that. The ball is really fully in my court. Um, well, I can't tell you what to do. I'm just like assessing risk here. Right. It sounds like really risky for you. Right. If you want to accept right. that risk, then then go for it. But I would uh, I would pay very close attention to what he says and what he does, and I wouldn't. You know, I think some a lot of people in your position would be at this point where you're at right now, and you would you would recognize some risk here, and you talk to your friends. 
But then you would say, you know what? Fuck it. I, I want to believe in them. I like them. There's a lot of good here. I'm going to do it. And then they would just, right. they would push away all their doubts. And they'd say, oh, if I'm going to do this, I'm just going to be with them. And I'm going to forget about all this other stuff because I, don't, I want to look the other way because I just want to be happy. And I don't, I don't think that's smart. This guy's giving you a reason to be cautious. So I think it'd be smart for you, even if you want to pursue this guy, at least early on, to, you know, be cautious. How long have you guys been dating? About four and a half months now. Okay, so it's still pretty early, you know? Right. Like, regardless of this story, you should be cautious anyways, you know? It's only been four right. months. Lot to learn about people. People can change. Feelings can change. It's like protect your heart because even when you get excited, you can say, "Hey, you know, I'm gonna enjoy my excitement, but I know that like anything can happen four months in. I know it sometimes doesn't feel that way. Right. It feels like I known them forever, but you know, just baby steps. So at a minimum, you should do that, which a lot of people don't do. But if you're asking me what I think, I think it sounds very risky for you, and I think there's a good chance. You know, uh, it, it you're going to find out more that you don't like or he's, you know. But I, I mean, I hope I'm wrong for you. But it, And it's possible I could be wrong, for sure. How do I navigate now? Like, so I, I'm on board with all of that. Like, I, I've talked to my therapist multiple times about all of that and just being aware and cautious about that. I guess where I'm at now is, like, navigating people's, like, opinion because obviously unfortunately for him and he's admitted it. So is that, you know, he was gone for that month when I had to sit in this knowledge. Right. And so that's, who did I lean on my friends? Right. And yeah. That's, that's his problem, not so, yours. You know? Well, and I agree with that, but where I'm at now is how do I navigate like my friends? They're just like, none of like, not all of them, but like most of them are just like not supportive. Like how is it even possible to like, even like, I guess, maintain like a friendship when I'm in a relationship that, not everyone necessarily agrees with or sees like the things that I feel because obviously no one can get in my brain and see how I feel. Well, your feelings could be making you vulnerable. So there's that. Your feelings don't necessarily mean your decisions are right. You know, so there's, that's something to consider. You have an adult conversation with them and you say, I love you. And I'm so thankful to have you in my life. I am so thankful uh, of the guidance you've given me. I trust your judgment. That's why I asked. I recognize I'm taking a risk. I recognize that I could get hurt. I recognize that you're not wrong about the things that you find very concerning. I'm going to choose to take this risk. I'm unsure. And I hope, like, listen, if I'm wrong, just just hope there's not an I told you so. But you just kind of like, you just name it, you know? Don't avoid it. Don't, right. don't tell them that they're wrong. You don't know him like I know him. Like... No, right. you said it perfectly. They don't know how you feel. But they might see some major red flags that are they're seeing clear more clearly than you are because your feelings are you know, are 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 blinding your judgment, you know? So you just kind of say that. And then as far as like yeah, him, you say, "Hey, listen, just going to keep it real with you. My friends feel this way about you." And quite frankly, I don't even know if they want you around that much, but like you did some shit and I'm yeah, like, they, you know, so yeah, like, they don't. yeah. So, uh, yeah, it's a sticky situation. I would just, is he really worth it? Like, is it, what's, what's so. 
I do. Yeah. I really, like, honestly, I, I really, I, I'm like you said, I could be wrong, but I've never truly never felt like this secure in other than I was like, I say it and then I'm like thinking about everything I just told you, but setting aside like the withholding of truth, like there were, there's nothing, there's no like signs of him ever being dishonest. Like, I guess maybe because I'm such a forgiving person in general, like I forgive people maybe a little bit too easily. I just feel like he got so caught up in like the feelings and what we were and he didn't want to make it like automatically bad right from the jump and be like, Hey, right before I go on this month's deployment, let me just drop this whole entire bomb on you that I have four kids and I don't know if you're going to stay or not, but bye. Cause I'm going to be out of communication for a month and hopefully you don't leave, you know? Yeah, so I guess I, I just I, look I, at his like perspective su- of things. I suppose I understand, but you are basically like literally giving him the playbook of how to lie to you, because you are. Yeah, you're just like there's always you have excuses of why it's okay for him to lie to you. It's too hard, or right. it's too much, or he has to go somewhere, and you just have to decide yourself if that's the type of version you you want. Where there are reasons that it's okay to leave out important information or lie. Because it's inconvenient to tell the truth, right? Um, you know, if if and if inconvenience is a justifiable reason to not be totally honest with you, then I I don't know if that's going to be a long term recipe for your happiness, right? So you are the way you are talking is you are justifying his uh, lack of full transparency. And like, yeah, on a case-by-case basis, like, yeah, there's exceptions to every rule and we all make mistakes. I get all that. You are just very vulnerable right now because you want him to be right. You want this to work. Right. And you're just very vulnerable with uh, what the truth is. And it's only been four months. So even without the uh, lies, (laughs) I would just, I would temper your excitement yeah that makes sense 100 <clears throat> percent. all right best of luck i i'm, right. I'm worried well, for you. you but like just try <laughs> yeah. not to just you know, don't be afraid to still listen to your friends and tread very slowly with this guy if you decide to keep giving him a shot but stop making excuses for his behavior thank you i really appreciate it Nick. all right best of luck how's it going Good. How are you? Good. What's your name? My name's Mia and I'm 27. Hi, Mia. How can I help? Um, so I'm having a really tough time with my relationship with my younger brother, um, which is different than usual because we've been really close our whole lives. Um, and I recently got engaged and I asked him to be in my wedding and he is refusing to do so. Um, and he's been very nasty about it. Bold move. What uh, was that? Was that what started the problem or there's a problem? going on. No. So he started dating this girl about a little over a year ago. Okay. And that's when the problems kind of started happening. Um How old is he? He like he's 23. How old is she? She's 19. Okay. Um, how, how old are you again? His first girlfriend, so what? How old are you again? I'm 27. Okay. So, yeah, as soon as they started dating, he like stopped uh answering my phone calls, stopped answering my text messages. Um 
And he was living with my parents at the time and he like stopped coming around to my parents' house and just got very distant and weird. Um, They moved in together after six weeks of knowing each other, which is very unlike him. It's his first girlfriend. So it's just like very fast, but I, I kind of figured like I would give him his space for a little while. But after like four or five months, I asked him to get a beer to have a conversation about like what was going on. Um, and he just said that his girlfriend didn't think that it was normal to have a super close relationship with your family. So, um, he was going to be, yeah, he was basically going to be like pulling back from us completely, except for like birthdays and holidays. Yeah. So what did you say? Well, I'm so sorry you're, you're dealing with that. It sucks. Thank you. I like, I, I told him like, you know, that's insane. Like that's very toxic and manipulative. Like, And like, he's cut out all of his friends. He stopped going to the gym. Like he's just completely like a different person. And so like over the last year, like I've tried to be the supportive older sister. Like I just give him love and support when I can, but it's just, he's been like very volatile and nasty. Like he said that she has severe social anxiety and being around me and our parents makes her like really nervous and anxious, which I can understand in a new relationship, but it's been well over a year. And it's just like very. That's very also odd. sounds like a problem she needs to work on before she can be in a committed relationship and, and not yeah. like bring others around her down. That that's, that'd be my I know. I like, I've been in therapy for a long time. My brother's been to therapy and like I told him, I'm like, have you suggested that to her to try to maybe like work through it? Because she comes off as like rude. Like every time I'm around her, she'll be like texting or like she she won't make eye contact with me. And like when I've told him like, you know, she comes off as rude. He's like, well, you're rude. Like I'm not going to make her make an effort with you. Like it's your job to be like the supportive and like inclusive person, which I can understand as the older sister, like, and I've really tried to do that, but, um, it's just not like, we're not making any progress. And you're, you're in a tough spot. Yeah. Yeah. Because it sounds like his heels are dug in and it sounds like her claws are really in them. Yeah. So like, I don't know, like how, how, like, you know, cause my first would be like, what are your parents saying about this? Like, My parents are also extremely disappointed. So I live in California and my family, they all live in Oregon. Um, But my brother lives like 10 minutes from my parents. And so they're around him all the time. Um, They are. So like they're still in contact with him. Yeah. He he probably goes over there like once a week or so. Okay, that's a lot. Yeah. Yeah. That's a lot. And that's huge. Um, but he never goes without her. They're always together, which is fine. At least they get to see him. Whatever. But they have like asked him to come over by himself and they've had conversations with him about it just like you know this is really like they've told him like this is manipulative behavior on her end and he just like he doesn't see it that way in, in these situations and yeah saying this is really like it's it's i get it right but it's like it you always you have to say things the right way with people right in these positions, you saying that she's really manipulative, his instinct is going to be protect his girlfriend. Like yeah. when I was younger too, like, you know, like if you're in love, you want to believe in your love, right? right? And we've been told and raised to like protect the people we love the most. And right now that's right. his girlfriend, you know, yeah. like shit, young yeah. love, like it's intense and you want to have it. Right. He thinks he's doing the right thing, right? 
Yeah. Uh, part of the right, like all these relationships that are so toxic when we're younger, we think we're doing the right thing. We have the best intentions, but we're like little monsters who don't know how to like love appropriately because like, well, fuck, you know, yeah. the playbook's been all wrong. And so you just have to be really careful about how we say things and, right. and not come in, out of a place of, of you. As I always like, you got to ask questions, not make statements. So right. like questions like, listen, like, I don't know how you envisioned love for yourself whenever you were fantasizing about what, what it was. Did you, did you think the love of your life would bring you closer or further away from your family? Just ask that question. Yeah, that's okay. See what they say. Yeah. Because like when you get people to start answering questions, they kind of see things how you see them. Right. You know? If you say yeah, your point. girlfriend's being manipulative, he's just yeah. going to defend the accusation that she's being manipulative right. and he's going to empathize right. with her point of view where she has social anxiety. She feels a certain way. It's not her, it's you. Yeah. We miss, you know, I, I love that you say you're, you're still being supportive. Let him, you constantly just let him know you love him and miss him. That's what you can do. Did you ever yeah. imagine that the l- person you love would stop you from standing up in your sister's wedding Right. And I know this is not all about me or my life, but like, I love you and I am, I only want to get married once. And it would yeah. mean a lot that you're a part of that. Did you imagine the person you love would want to stop you from doing that? Right. Now he okay. might say, well, it's not her choice. It's my choice. But like, yeah. you could, you know, that's when you could say, listen, I, I'm not here to, maybe it is your choice, but like clearly your relationship with the family seems, it it appears like it's different. I don't know how else to make this connection. And if it's not her, then why won't you stand up in my wedding? Just ask questions. Yeah, I did ask him why. And he just said that he didn't want to watch it from that angle. He wants to watch it from the crowd. It's It's my wedding, bro. That's what I said. And he was like, but you don't get to make decisions for me. Yeah. At least he's Which still. Like, at least he's still going. I guess. I. Yeah, that's what he said. He said that he would come. He just doesn't want to participate in it in any way. Like because the day that I asked him, I was home, and his girlfriend was there, and my best friend was there because I was also getting my wedding dress. And he, I was like telling him, like, okay, this is what we're gonna do for like the bachelor bachelorette situation because my fiance, his, he has a girl in his wedding party, so we're just gonna do a joint thing. And I was like, you can come and like your girlfriend can come. And he was like, okay, yeah, that sounds really cool. And like, I think that it has to do with that. Like he doesn't want to bring her around to something like that because- No, of that's what it has to there. do is she doesn't know, she is afraid of like being alone. Yeah. She's afraid of like sitting in the crowd by herself and not having anyone sitting next to her and afraid that he's going to be busy all day and she's going to be by herself because like, Yeah. Can you get your brother to call in and we'll do a mediation with him? I wish. So that would be amazing. <laughs> She's so good. Your brother's the extreme. Yeah. But I relate to your brother. I've never, I, I mean, and I mean extreme because there's no woman ever at 19 that would have stopped me from like standing up at my sister's wedding. Even I would have recognized that that's toxic. But nevertheless, like I feel like Many people listening to this, especially if they're older and remember their first love, like your brother is well-intentioned. It's just he is being manipulated by someone and maybe there's other variables like, you know, family dynamics. There's a lot. It's a lot complicated. Is it just you two kids? Yeah. Like, why did you guys get therapy so early in life? 
Um, That's great, but like not as common. So mine was in my early 20s. Um, I just, I've struggled with anxiety my whole life. Um, Mm -hmm. And I have ADHD and it just like, it just was definitely the right avenue for me. Um, For him, he was diagnosed with depression in high school. Um, He lost two of his best friends to suicide within like a month of each other. Okay. Um, And so that put him in a really... (laughs) downward spiral is he still for a really in therapy? long time. What? Is he still in therapy? Probably no. Yeah, he was going he was going really consistently until he started dating this girl. This girl's bad news. She's bad news. Yeah, that that I think that that element is important. The fact that your brother dealt with the depression and therapy. Um shower him with love. I listen, unfortunately for you, you might just have to accept your brother not being in your wedding. I just, but like, I'm glad I, he's going. I think it's more, and I, I do think it's more important that he goes. Yeah, I agree. I don't want to say something that's going to make him, you know, like set him off and make him not want to come at all. Yeah. I got a text. Well, so when I asked him to be in my wedding, he said yes originally. And then he texted me the next day and he was like, changed my mind. Yeah, go enjoy it mind. yourself. Yeah. Yeah. He was like, go enjoy it yourself. He said like really nasty things. He was like, I think it's weird like how you're doing your wedding. He was like, I, I think it's stupid. Like I was just like, okay. Just her talking. Well, yeah, exactly. And so I called him and I was like, what's going on? And I was like, you're being really nasty. And he was like, well, I just don't want to be a part of it. And like, I have better things to do than like cater to all of your wants and needs. And like, I've like, he kept saying, I have more important things to do. He kept saying, you don't get to get upset about this. And I was like, okay, but you're being really rude about it. Like, if we would have had, like, a civil conversation, I might feel a little differently. But he was being, like, yeah. Yeah, and so unfortunately, he said, uh, I just think it's it's such a tough situation. I think given his history of depression, the fact yeah. that he's not seeing a therapist, you guys are kind of stuck. It's just, like, almost requires an intervention at some point. Yeah. God, it's tough because he's just going to, like, run away with her. Yeah, I know. Yeah. Does yeah. she have parents? I mean, she has parents, but like how involved are her parents? Not really involved at all, really. Um, she doesn't have a relationship with her dad and her mom. Her The majority of her family lives in Texas and she's out in Oregon. If he ever gets out, the worst, God, I just hope he doesn't get her pregnant. That's my thing. That's what we keep saying. No, she has her yeah. way, Hugh. I know. Yeah. This is all the all the makings of you can see the writing on the wall. <laughs> I think you and your parents need to start asking these questions that Okay. And someone you need someone needs to be able to relate to them. Yeah. yeah that's why like I don't think he's going to call in, but if he would. <laughs> I like, know. I could say like look, I I've done some crazy shit for love, man, when I was your age and I get where yeah. you're coming from, but the love the the people you love are not supposed to like pull you away from other people you love, especially like, you know, it's one thing to want to be for your partner to help them with their struggle. If your girlfriend has anxiety, yeah, you got to help her, but you also have to push your partner to like get out of their comfort zone. And how do you guys make each other a better versions of each other? You don't want to bring each other down. You don't take each other away from things. You don't like, you don't make your problem their problem. No, you try to make your strength their strength. Right. And you do that over time and, and you, you know, Anyone who stops you from going to therapy is a red flag, you know, like. Yeah, absolutely. And it can get, you know, your brother is a, he's in a scary situation. 
Yeah, this, I know. This, she could literally ruin his life. I know. <laughs> Certainly drastically change it. And he's so… I see it. Like he is he is latching onto her in this relationship like it's all he has. And unfortunately, it, I mean… It, fortunately for him, it's not all he has. But unfortunately, right. that's all… It's how he's seeing it. Yeah. And he's glorifying it and he's… She has his hooks in him. Again, my, my psychoanalysis, unprof- unprofessional opinion is like… <laughs> I think sometimes people do this like um, in like second marriages or third marriages, you know, like maybe they like if people get like cheated on, yeah, they get divorced and they go through this really heartbreaking divorce and they're embarrassed about it and they feel shame and they, you know, prideful people too, especially who never thought they would endure such tragedy of, of their lives and then they meet someone who you know they're attracted to and they're charming and they're fun and they're 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 hot they're 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 and they get into a relationship and then they get into a fast engagement fast marriage and that person turns out to be controlling and a monster and ever all their friends hate them but like mm-hmm. they're just locked in because they're just like I have to make this work yeah and your brother hasn't been divorced or anything like that but your brother has experienced some tragedy and he clearly when he met her. He fell in love and fuck, I felt that when I was younger. I have to make this work. He's afraid yeah. if it doesn't work, what it might say about him. Yeah. So I think just reminding him, he needs to talk with people who probably aren't his parents, who aren't his sister, who can offer some perspective. Yeah. You know, who can be like, I, I, I was you. I felt that way. I can relate to you. I do know how you feel. And… I I was I used to be you and boy I I'm so thankful I saw that I'm so thankful I got out of that situation and I don't know who that is I don't know if you have like you know this I mean again this story is very relatable in the sense of yeah. not, yours is very specific but relatable in the young love obsession that is toxic and well intentioned but very toxic. Yeah. And there are people in their 20s and 30s and 40s and 50s who can relate to your brother's frame of mind for uh, pushing other people away who who love them, thinking they're doing the right thing, but for yeah. very, you know, and he's projecting this all and he, you know, it's the, I think the good news is sometimes in these situations the reason why we pe- people treat their families so bad because they know they're always going to be there for them. So when he says yeah. these mean things to you about your wedding, Trying to take it too personally. But the good news is, I think that's, to me, that is a subconscious letting you know that, like, he's not afraid of losing you. That's good. Yeah. So you'll always be there for him. So they, yeah. you know, you say mean shit to people you know you can, unfortunately. <laughs> yeah. And I don't know if this was helpful, but, like, I think that if you ever get to ask him a question, I'd ask him that. Did you ever imagine the person you love would pull you away from your family or stop you from, you know… Yeah. He, he'll get a little defensive because he's going to say, well, it's not her, it's me. Right. But you just be like, then what? Tell me what, like… Yeah, give me a you better… You see the change. That, like this is… Yeah. People have their siblings in their weddings and you're not going to be there and I'm only going to get married once. And like… Yeah. I And say, listen, I, I get it. I don't… How, how can we make her experience more enjoyable? Yeah. You know? Maybe yeah, you make it seem like you're… So like, hey, I want her to have a good time. I don't want her to be alone. Yeah. But I don't want her… I don't want this to stop you, you know? Yeah, like how can we make this work for everybody? 
They, I think your parents, do your parents, how much do your parents speak up? I mean, I couldn't imagine if I had a kid, like it would be, I don't they, know if I'd be able to bite my tongue, but I mean, at the same time, they're probably afraid he's going to not talk to him. Yeah. It's definitely a fine line that everyone's walking. My parents have, I mean, after he was rude to me about the wedding stuff, they like had a sit down conversation with him and like said, like, you owe your sister an apology at the very least. And he disagreed. He didn't think he was being rude. Um, but they, they told him he had to apologize. That was a couple weeks ago and he just texted me last night to apologize. And so there's, half- there's hope here. How did there you respond? Hope. I haven't responded. All right. Let's craft a response. I know it's, it's lengthy. Um, you have a response drafted. Well, no, his text to me is lengthy. Oh, can you read it? Why he doesn't want to be in my wedding. He just said, I'm sorry for coming off being rude towards you. If you felt that I was, I wasn't trying to be rude. He said, secondly, I know I'm your little brother, but we're adults now. I don't like it when you hug me. I just th- find it weird. We're adults and it's different than when we were kids. Then he said, third, I appreciate you asking to be in your wedding, but I really don't feel into it. I'm sorry. And I know that that might disappoint you, but I really just want to watch the wedding next to mom and dad. That's how I've always pictured it. Hope you're doing good. Yeah, I mean, I don't think you're going to win this one before your wedding starts. I don't think, I don't but want to force. Unfortunately, to uh, yeah, the bigger the concern is not your wedding. Sorry about your wedding. Uh, I'm more concerned about your brother ruining his life over this little <laughs> yeah, monster he's too. dating. Do you think it's okay if I tell him, like, like at this point, I'm just going to say that's fine. Like, I'm not going to force him to be in my wedding. I don't want to, like, make it a big deal, but, like, let him know that this is, like, this is hurting my feelings and like. Yeah, you've already said that. I think some version of thank you for apologizing. Listen, all I can say is you being in my wedding is something I've always dreamed for my wedding. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, that's all I would say. That's the most that I wouldn't get more aggressive than that. Okay. Uh, but I want to respect your boundaries. Yeah. You say something like that, hugging or not, like all I, you know, whether we're adults or not, um, I just want to be as close with you as I have always been. And you know, something about your, your closeness, even though you're adults, something about your desire yeah. to still be close. And that is, that is important and healthy. I don't know what's changed in this past year. You know, reference a change. Yeah. Don't accuse okay. her. Don't accuse here. You're just confused. Right. And I, I just hope that we can maintain our closeness in our adult life that we had. Now, we don't have to play house. We don't have to yeah. hug. It. Like, you know, when I was a little kid, me and my sisters would kiss. I don't really kiss my sisters on the cheek or <laughs> in the lip, but like we hug, you know? Like, yeah, that's normal. Of course things change, but like I still want the connection of a closeness. I care about you. I only want right. you to be happy. You have, you know, in play, like, you have so much to give the world. I want you to give, I want you to be able to share it, you know? I don't yeah. want you to hold yourself back from, you know, whether it's my wedding or anything else. I mean, it's just like a little, it's just about the writing. But I just, you know, I'm fine. You know, you know I guess it doesn't do you any good to remind him that you hurt his feelings. That is yeah. not, that's not what's going to convince him to do this. You're right. He already knows that. I used to say thank you for apologizing and and remind him that your connection with him is still important and it's still a priority for you. And I think that's okay for me to want to be close with my brother, 
even in my adult life. And I hope that nothing uh, comes in the way with that. I'll always want to respect your boundaries, but I think it's unhealthy that anything would stop that from happening. Something like that. Yeah. Okay. That's, that's very good advice. And if you change your mind about standing up on my wedding, let me know. Yeah. The spot is open. Yeah. I'm sorry you're going through this, but I, I, uh, I hope, um, just keep showering with love and support Yeah, and, yeah. uh, try not to accuse them of stuff, even though right. it's easy. It's, it's tough. I know. And, and like in the in pressure cooking situations, it's really hard to keep, keep your poise. Yeah. Like, Cause it's just, you want to get through to someone that's figuring out how to do that. Yeah, definitely. Um, it's been tough. All right. Can we just like okay, ship her you. off somewhere? Like, you know, just like put her in a van and like put her, <laughs> like drop her off in Maine. Yeah. Something, anything. Yeah. yeah. I'm sorry you're going okay. through this. Thank you. Right. I appreciate your if, help. Uh, if there's an update, let us know what it is. I will definitely give you an update. All right. Take care. Thanks, Nick. All right. Bye-bye. Thanks for listening. Don't forget to send in your questions at asknickacastmedia.com. Cast with a K for all your questions you have for us. And don't forget to send in your mediation calls if you are in a, any type of relationship, a significant other, fiance, husband, friend. We would love to help solve your problems with myself, our celebrity guests. And we have a track record of success. I'm just saying everyone leaves better off and happy. And you can too. So send in those questions at Ask Nick at Cast Media. Cast with a K. Castmedia.com. We'll see you tomorrow. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator.